for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Monday, April 4th, 2016, episode 182 of Attack of the Androids. That's right, we're back. Some of us have moved, some of us are still here. Some of us have 150 megabit cable internet now. Suck it! I'm Matt, that's Eric. What's up, Eric? Not much. In case anybody was wondering, and they probably weren't, it's not me with the 150 megabit internet. Oh, weird. That's too bad. Also joining us, Joey. How's it going, Joey? And his cat. Not bad, not bad. I'm currently using two gerbils with tin cans and string for my internet. Um, I think that may be more effective than Eric's. I I thought you were going to say something else. Not internet, but something else. But I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) Uh, All sorts of fun stuff to talk about Android-related. Hey, let's start out, Eric... Can you tell me about the Taliban app and why Google was uh, removing it from the Play Store? I thought this was America. I'm sorry. I thought that meant anyone could have an app in the Google Play Store. Perhaps I'm mistaken? Well, um, Google used its its developer policy, and uh, they labeled this as hate speech. Um, Hmm. And I quote... Hmm. We don't allow apps that advocate against groups of people based on their race or ethnic origin, religion, disability, gender, age, nationality, veteran status, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Um, (laughs) Best list ever? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know what the Taliban self-identify as. Um, Hmm. Maybe maybe that's the issue. Um, But, uh, you know, maybe the fact that, uh, you know, they – they like kill people and you know well let's let's be real and i'll play the advocate here but so do we Eric. so do we we kill people too i mean not like you and me well not me i don't know about about you james bond but you know i mean everyone kills people right i mean it's just it's a it's it's part of being a nation gotta kill people sometimes yeah, but the pal- the Taliban isn't a nation. The Taliban is a faction of people that are trying to regain control over the government of a nation. Well, Joey, again, let me play devil's advocate, but America was once just the same thing. You remember back in the 1800s? We were just a colony. We weren't a nation. We were just oh, a few colonies contrary. killing a few Indians. That's all we were doing. You know, though, I got to tell you, I have recently taken a course in American history, Hmm. and you have no idea how many things we all think are true. Oh, no, I do, because I do, because I read Howard Zinn, uh, A People's Mm -hmm. History of the United States. So I'm fully aware of all of the dickery that took place um, Mm. back back then. But, But, I mean, I see your point. But I respectfully disagree. We the difference being that th- this would be more akin to the, um, the a, a 
political party within the United States all deciding to rise up in a militant revolt against the existing government and try to take that government over, and they released an app to gain support. Okay, well, after 2016, when, when Trump is elected, then we'll we'll have this chat again, and we'll see how how we all still feel about it. Okay. Now you see, but by then we'll have the wall app, <laughs> and Ugh. it will prevent all of those nasty immigrant apps from coming so, over. what was, was this like a recruitment app, or what... what? Does anyone know? It was. It was. Like, we really don't have much information, especially social, now that they took it down. It was like the the Facebook of of the Taliban, where they post. No, I think it was and... more just like it was propaganda. Okay. Um, it was you know stuff aimed at uh, recruiting people to their to their cause. Sure. Um, sure. So, uh, and you know, I I don't think that the I'm pretty sure if I if I recall correctly, like the Taliban. They don't like gay people. They there's a lot of things that maybe don't line up with Google's ideology. And the fact that Google's a private company, and you know, we were talking about it before the show. Um, Apple does similar things. If they they don't like something, they're like, okay, not in my not in my little garden, and they kick you out. That's true. And that's basically what this is. I'll do what I want. It's my yeah. My Maybe app. it'll pop up on F-Droid or something. Yeah, you can just check that little box that says sideload apps allowed and go ahead and just load that up for us. Yeah. Do you think there was any, like, malware or anything malicious other than the obvious, you know, maliciousness of, of the propaganda itself? I doubt that there was because if there was, they would have thrown that out in one of the reasons for removing the app from the store. Uh, okay. um, that's my guess. Um but I have to admit, this does fall within the purview of the unofficial motto that I guess has now been officially retired, which was the don't be evil. Um, and quite frankly, any group that you know is promoting their own uh, ideology of death and destruction of people that they just don't happen to agree with, that's kind of evil, if you ask me. Um, and actually, to, to, to come up with a, another possibly more relevant analogy, what happens if the Ku Klux Klan releases an app on the Google Play Store? Wait, they don't already? I thought... <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Um, but, I mean, if they were to, wouldn't you expect to hear from, say, I, oh, I don't know, the NAACP? I feel like or... that's a little different just because of, like, the demographic of who that who the group is. Like, I, I feel like the Taliban probably has people that know how to code or, or whatever on their on their crew. Uh, I think probably the, the KKK is just a bunch of, like, old rednecks that just, like, make moonshine and, and burn crosses in, in people's yards. I bet you'd be surprised. Oh, I'm sure I would be. Yeah. Cut to Joey grabbing his clan hood. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. uh, uh, No, I don't bring that anywhere near the camera. (laughs) Well, that is good, though, that that Google's keeping some sort of of a curated eye on, on things like this. No, but I mean, ultimately, what Eric said was correct. This is Google Sandbox. If you don't, you know, if your tools throw the sand out of the sandbox, 
then be expected to have your tools removed from the sandbox. Well, yeah, and we talked true. about this with Facebook and all of the weed companies that they were like yeah. banning accounts and Instagram and everything. Like it, it happens. That's why you have to own your content, you know? Exactly. Um, I find it amazing that it was posted on the first and it was taken down. What a day later. Do you like, know why though? Very... It, it was April fools. They were like, Oh, ha ha ha. April fools. Allah Akbar, and then like they're like day two, and it was still up there. So they're like, "Oh, well, maybe this wasn't April Fools." That's no good. This is no That's good. possible, actually. They might have thought that somebody's yanking chains. Um, which reminds me, did you guys see the mic drop thing that Google did in Gmail? <laughs> yeah, I didn't use it, but I, I saw it, and like for three seconds, I was like. Trying to think of a like how that would be useful, and then I was like, "Wait a sec, today's April for ah fuck, today's April first. You got me." Well, did you see the press release though after they yanked it? Oh, uh uh-uh. Oh, they yanked it. Uh, they they disabled it. And by the way, it didn't appear on the first. It appeared like a day before. Yeah, yeah, um, like that evening. It was it was yeah, like as the thirty first. It was an early April Fool's joke. Yeah, and. The problem was is that one of the features of it was that it would permanently delete and silence any further yeah. messages in a conversation. Was it actually doing that, though? Because I th- It was actually <laughs> doing that. And in addition, it was actually accidentally invoked well, that's... by multiple people under certain circumstances. That's it legit, though. If you're dropping the mic, that's exactly what that means. That conversation yeah. is over for the foreseeable future. So yeah. if if you're not ready to end yeah. a convo like that, like you should be careful when and where you drop that mic. There was some set of circumstances, and it's on the Google blog. I don't have it in front of me, but it was some set of circumstances where if you opened an email without a subject line or something and then you accidentally clicked it and then – you then went back and filled in the email and then you hit send, it would invoke the mic drop anyway. Oh, nice. And so people were like losing conversations and (laughs) they were somewhat annoyed because they probably assumed that it was a joke and that it was, you know, nothing bad was actually happening, but it actually worked as, as stated. If if you aren't able to like withstand something like emotionally psychologically Mm. like you should just not be on the internet or your phone or anything on on april 1st because it's just a bunch of bullshit Mm. i did that this year i didn't i did not really go on the internet on april 1st i didn't pay attention to anything i'm a much happier person yeah be, be like eric eric is happy be like eric this is eric (laughs) Eric doesn't live in the U.S. Eric is happy. Uh, Let's see. Pebble laying off 25% of their staff was like four people. No, I'm kidding. Pebble was big, right? They were popular. 40 employees. So (laughs) I wasn't that far off. Uh, Yeah, wow. 25% of the staff. Interesting. They say the cuts were necessary because of a lack of funds. Sure. Okay. Money's pretty tight these days. <laughs> That's the uh, Pebble CEO, Eric Mijakovsky. 
<laughs> what a great quote. Right? Money's pretty tight. Do you did with the shoulder shrug? Just like, well, money's pretty tight these days. Sorry. There's going. There's totally going to be a shruggy. I mean, in, uh, I week. mean, like yeah. not for me, but like for for everyone else in the company that you know, money's going to be pretty tight these days. God. Well, it, it is proof that just because you kick the crap out of a product on Kickstarter, it doesn't ensure success later. Well, I think the ooh yeah kind of taught us that lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How's well, that Ouya doing, day. Eric? Do you uh, do you play your Ouya a lot? Every day. You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> uh. No, please, please don't uh, remind me of the uh, disappointing Ouya. Can I tell you? Show. I did actually start playing my Shield tablet again because we we moved. Uh, so there's no TV hooked up yet, but the internet's hooked up. So I was like, yeah. Shield tablet. First game, Shadowgun Dead Zone, first place. Add me if you want to get your ass kicked on that game, Groovy Matt. And we will play. (laughs) Until this TV gets hooked up again and I can play Battlefront. Nice. Yeah. So I, I think this is, this whole like Pebble thing is kind of, it's kind of disappointing in the sense that they, you know, they had a great Kickstarter. Um, I think that the steel did pretty well. That was like the the metal version uh, afterwards. Um, and Pebble Time, I don't know if you remember, like we talked about it on this show. Um, I want to say that Shane bought one right away. Loved it. Like it's it reviewed very well too. Like I thought it was that a was very the steel product. he got, but yeah. What's that? I thought that was the steel that he got. I think he got both. He might have. But think about the um, time. Like then, what what were the the alternatives for those watches? Like we didn't have all of the choices that we have now, and I think that you know put a big kick in their market share. Yeah. So I want to say that the time came out. Uh, that the time came out around the same time that the Apple Watch was available. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I don't know. So the release release date was May twenty fourth of last year, and Apple Apple Watch release date was April twenty fourth. So yeah, within a month, Damn. within a month of each other, they came out. Look at him utilize the internet that we're doing this very show on to just like cast information spells. That's that's magical. Mon- these are the money makers, my friend. Money right yeah. here. <laughs> Finger banners right there. Yeah. Well, I think it's also a classic comment that, I mean, the the iPhone was not the first uh, smart device. That goes to the BlackBerry or one of its early iterations. And yet everything is compared to the iPhone. Because it set a standard, at least out of the box, for which everything else would be measured by. And it just goes to prove that the first device to the market does not always win. And that is something that you look at consistently through product history. The first to market does not always win. It's often the one that is best supported or best refined or in most cases just best marketed and oftentimes with the best price point. 
That's right. You can take a poop in a box and market it brilliantly and still sell that poop to people. And have I've been the working best, on that as a business model. And have the best selling poop. Yep. I, I'm, I've got a poop starter campaign going. Poop starter. If you'd like yeah. to donate to Joey's poop starter campaign. <laughs> Show at attacktheandroids.com. Don't send emails there for that. Send them to Joey. <laughs> uh, Google's designing a competitor to the Amazon Echo. Echo? 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 Are any of you, either of you, using the Echo? Yeah, every day. It is a it is a wonderful, wonderful device. I don't need your um, passive-aggressive bullshit right now, Eric. I'm asking you... <laughs> what do you mean passive-aggressive? I, no, I love the Echo. The Echo is probably, aside from my phone... Um, it is, it is probably like the, the next used piece of technology in my house. Now say that with a straight face. See, I feel like you're lying. It is the most used tech piece of technology in my house outside of my phone. What? Yeah. Because it's like, it's just, it's so easy. You just like, we just walk in a room. Like we just say her name is Alexa and she's right here. We just say like, Alexa, what time is it? Hey Alexa, what time is it? I don't know. I don't know if you heard that, but she said it's 648. Oh, thank you, Eric. What time is it? What's the weather like today? What's the weather like tomorrow? Alexa. Um, play this kind of music. Play that kind of music. Alexa, play DJ Funk Booty House Anthems, Volume 1. Alexa, play DJ Funk Booty House Anthems, <laughs> Volume 1. It is. It is literally playing now. Are you See, serious? My problem with all this <laughs> is what this so awesome. <laughs> Oh, Melissa's gonna be like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> my problem uh, with this whole voice recognition thing is that that scene from two thousand and one, the Space Odyssey, keeps playing in the back of my mind, and I'm the one on the outside screaming, "Alexa, open the pod bay doors." Would you open the pod bay doors already? But yeah, it it works really well because it always listens to you. Yeah. How comfortable are you? Mm, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, making love with Alexa in the room. Does that does that work for you? Or I mean, we don't we don't typically have sex in the same room as Alexa. I mean, that'd just be weird. Well, so it's fine. <laughs> She just like listens, and then like two weeks later, there's like these special toys showing up from Amazon. The dog is. I know you didn't ask for these, Eric. A Teddy Ruxpin isn't a problem, but the Alexa, that's a problem. Can you change her name? No. That's Um, see, that's a big problem for me right there. I think that Amazon is trying to – they're trying to build a brand around her name specifically. Alexa? Like Google Voice recognition is different. Like they – this is this is more akin to Siri. Like they've, they've taken the route of I'm going to – I'm going to brand this object by the voice. <laughs> I'm going to brand it with a hot poker. So it, it's it's this anthropomorphizing of, of this weird her-like space that they're trying to trick us into – uh, accepting and embracing, and in Eric's case, even uh, completely loving. 
More than his phone. Yeah, I I talk to her sometimes. She tells me jokes. You talk to her all the time because she's always listening to you. What if you that were having... True. Let's, Which let's, is more than I can say for some people, Matt. Ooh, I listen to you. I heard Shots that. fired. I heard that. What if you were planning <laughs> world domination and she was listening? I think list- she'd help. Would she help or would she hinder? I don't know. Alexa, would you help me take over the world? She won't answer. Hmm. Silence is golden, my friend. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, so is Google... Google's building this for their Nest system of taking your home over and... Yeah, I, I guess it, it makes sense. They... You know, the, what they, they release, like, their their own... Um, it's, not, it's not an API. Like, their own standard for... Um, for these objects, these home automation objects to talk to one another. Codename Flintstone. Codename Flintstone. 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 Oh, the, the device is codenamed Flintstone. Um, the whole no, suite. Thinking, it's going to be a, a whole suite of devices. Oh, Brillo is what I'm thinking of. Do you remember Brillo when they announced it like hmm. two years ago? Nope. Maybe one year ago? Maybe it was last year? Nope. I don't. Yeah, so the Brillo OS, it's sort of the thing that will run on these uh, home automation devices. So I'm guessing that if they are making a device, it would be running Brillo. Um, but do you, I guess, do you think that, do you guys think that it would be the same? Would it just be the same underlying tech as the voice uh, recognition on the phone, or um, do you think it's going to be something completely different? Hmm. Personally, I would think if they're going to roll it out with any kind of speed, they'd want to take what they already have that they know that it works and, and what the problems are with it and try to refine that and put it into a standalone wrapper rather than reinvent the wheel completely. I would think so too, but Google's, they, I mean, they have a history of sometimes like look at Chrome, Chromecast, like completely coming out left field with something different. Uh, do you Chromecast or Google cast? Dun, dun, dun. What, what were you? That is the question, isn't it? Well, that's, that's the question I'm asking you. Uh, what did you mean? Uh, I guess I meant Chromecast, but now I mean Google Cast. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Vizio getting in on this with with Google. That that's an interesting partner, huh? Yeah, we were talking about that briefly in the pre-show. Eric, do you remember who which division Chrome went with when they split? Mm, oh, with Alphabet. Yeah. Uh, Android, I think. The reason why I ask is that that would be one reason why you would want to, you know, change the name of your line of products would be if you no longer own that name. Well, I do know that Chrome Division is a heavy metal band from uh, Norway. Nice. So that's unhelpful. Nice. <laughs> Chrome Division. Either you know way too much random trivia 
or your Google search just came up with that. I'm pretty sure Alexa just told him that. <laughs> She's like, I've been listening to the podcast, Eric, and your jokes have been missing 46% of the time. Say this. And then he said it. Knocked it out of the park. And here's some trivia about Norwegian rock bands. In case you want to know. Speaking of chrome and rock. Here are some more Android jokes for you, Eric. Um, I'm guessing, like you, I think, I think you're on the right track. They, I'm guessing that they probably went, that it probably folded into Google. Um, which would be why they call it Google. But I guess what doesn't make sense to me, like they've done this, they've done this a few times, but not always the same. Like. It was Android TV, and then it became Google TV. Is it Google TV now? Like they've they've like flip flopped these technology names a few times. I don't even know now if they if they even sold that now. I think they're calling it the Nexus Player. Uh, no, I guess I mean the underlying, like the operating system level, like what they call the OS, like what it's running is Android. Oh, TV. oh, oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because at one point they had an item called the Google TV, I think. Uh, no, it started as Google TV, and then it went to Android uh, Android TV. And now it's just called the Nexus Player, I guess? Nope, that's different. Come on, no, you that's guys. It's the hardware. Oh, Get it straight. It's the hardware. <laughs> but uh, no, I just pulled up the Alphabet website, so it, uh, it does look like uh, Google Maps, YouTube, Chrome, and Android are all folded under the G. The big G. The big G. <laughs> the big G. Well, I mean, simple fact of the matter is is that, you know, Chrome doesn't really... People think it's a browser. That's it is a really, browser. It's my well, laptop. Yeah, but what I mean is, is that that's about as far as the as the brand name recognition goes. It's a file explorer. There's, there's, you can browse files and stuff. You can mount SD cards with it. Come on. You know what? What's really sick is that even though I hate you for it, your image looks so much better on that 150 megabit <laughs> suck. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get the PlayStation VR and play some Battlefront VR. Oh. Yeah. Well, like again, I would like to mention again that you suck. Yes. Well, so. Life's mm. rough out here in Boom Down. Mm. <laughs> but um, anyway, moving on. Um, Do you want to talk about the shutdown of the wallet card? Wallet card going away. Wallet going to still be there. Android Pay also uh, going to still be there. Yeah. So if you were yeah, using your card. on the non-physical they say you can still get one, like, through Amex or something, or still get those features of, like, getting money sent to you and then using a card to get the money into a spendable form, I guess. So that's cool. Yeah, like, I'm, I was reading through the FAQs because it wasn't clear to me. Like, it says that you can... Like, your wallet balance will remain intact. Um, well, it's fucking it, like, better. <laughs> I mean, if if my, my money disappears, that's not mm. good. 
I should better stay so, intact. So it's I, I don't so it sounds like it, it is only the physical card going away. Um Yeah. After May first you can't use it. That really sucks. And only a month's notice, which is kind of interesting given that like there there may be I'm sure it's a very small uh amount of people, but there may be people that are using this uh exclusively. Um no. that doesn't give them a lot of time to to change up their uh, their habits. If you're using Google Wallet exclusively like as your bank, then well, you should adult better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I use it, but we use it like as a a side thing on top of a regular bank and, you know, PayPal. Yeah. It was like the mm-hmm. other PayPal basically. You know, they may have looked at the, at the adoption rate and the costs involved and just basically said, you know what, we don't really need to do this. And yeah, it's not cheap to be a, like to be able to do that, I'm sure. I mean, you could yeah. use these cards just like a regular debit card. It was cool. I, I really liked it for before they had the quick, you know, transfer money to my bank option. Hmm. And, you know, no, I, I tried to get a new card because I couldn't read the numbers on the back of mine anymore because it's so old. And, like, I had a dick of a time trying to find where to do that. And they were all like, you got to cancel this and then do that and then do this. And so I just never did any of it. Now it doesn't matter. They we're trying to discourage you. Yeah, now it doesn't matter. So. Mm. Maybe you want to hold on to that card, though, as, like, a collector's item. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm going to put it in a frame with the G1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was there for the Google card before the Google card was the Google card. That's right. Me and all my friends got Google Wallet cards. Yeah. <sighs> What's in your wallet? Not much anyway. right now. <laughs> Amazon bans shitty USB-C cables. That's kind of cool. I didn't know there was such a thing, but makes sense, I suppose. Were these the ones that were, like, catching fire and all that, or what? Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Non- I think Eric threw this in there. Um, the sale see. of non-compliant USB Type-C cables, which means well, that's a lot just... of the bad cables will be disappearing this does not guarantee that every cable on Amazon is safe, but it's a big help for those who don't know how much of a risk cheap Type-C cable is. That's because they're so hot, right? I mean, it's sending a lot of uh, power. And if it yeah, doesn't well, meet the spec you know, of how much power it's sending, it catch on fire. That could happen. <coughs> I mean, <coughs> the, happen. the other thing would be if you've got a... If you've got a cable of a certain that's ex- or you got a device that is expecting a cable of a certain spec and you've got a power supply that is able to handle providing that amount of current and then the cable can't handle it it will melt. Um, this isn't the case if you have a lower end power supply and uh, an out of spec cable because you might not notice. You you know you may you may never notice that that was a problem because you weren't putting enough juice through it them for it to matter. Um, but so yeah, they were I mean, like there's a huge. They were damaging actual huh? devices, not just cables. Like pi- exactly. Chromebook, what was it? Chromebook Pixel got hurt by one uh, of those yeah, cables. Had, yeah, that he had a Chromebook Pixel damaged by one of his by one of those cables. Yeah, and I mean this simple. This is just another example of a, a manufacturer that is trying to you know rip off somebody by offering something that is supposed to be at a certain spec 
and isn't, you know, and there's, and there's nothing new about that. It's just that it's being taken action on by the world's largest e-tailer. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's, that's a really good thing that they are willing to, uh, do product reviews and willing to pull stuff off the store so that more people aren't, you know, getting their devices damaged. Plus, of course, there's, there's an implied either bad name or implied liability on Amazon that the, that, that the uh, products are going to be as they are listed. So here on their electronic state e-waste laws, and then they have examples of permitted listings and prohibited listings, you'll see like cell jammers, GPS jammers, uh, scramblers, stuff like that, right? Uh, right there at the very bottom, any USB-C or Type-C USB cable or adapter product that is not compliant with standard specs issued by the USB Implementers Forum, Inc. So, boom. And you would think that most people would make their devices reach that because they would have to, but there's always somebody out there trying to cut corners. Yeah. Well, and people... allow, me to, allow me to provide an example. Oh, uh, please. Gentlemen. Um, did you paste the link, but, uh, I mean, this is, this is the sort of stuff that I'm sure that they are trying to, um, combat over there in, uh, in Amazon. So look at, look at this nice, uh, hard drive enclosure that was opened up. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you do it, Matt. And, um, you know, it's supposed to be a 500 gigabyte Samsung hard drive, but it's like, oh, it only has a 128 megabyte USB stick that's sort of hot glued and uh, <laughs> shimmied into it. It looks like a like a couple of nuts and a, like a dick, like you just got effed. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I I guess my in my mind, how how the hell is how's Amazon going to even how are they going to implement this? Is it just going to be we got a complaint, therefore we remove it? It's not like they're it's not like they're getting and testing every cable. Maybe what if they were? I would I would be highly skeptical if they said they were doing that. <laughs> they would just create jobs. I would guess that what they're probably doing is taking a some they're taking a look at someone's reputation and who they are and the amount of public attention they're getting for a specific product. And if they're finding it to be fraudulent, they're probably taking that person's reputation into consideration and banning a product based upon the person seeming to have some sort of technical competence. Now, that would be my guess. I like that they, this one about the 128 meg device, like it, it would just keep writing data. And so when it was full, it would just overwrite that and just keep looping. So the guy thought he was storing a bunch of data, but he was really only storing the last 128 megs of data. <laughs> over and over. Over and over, and over. yeah. Clever, that's really clever. cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's dicks, but that's pretty cool. Well, you know, I was I was trying to I was trying to buy a USB C um, adapt like a charging cable for my wife because she got the 5x. And the 5X, it comes with a little wall adapter, but the cable that plugs into it is also USB-C. So it's USB-C on both sides, so you can't use it. You can't plug it into a computer without USB-C. You can't use other, like, you know, group chargers. Like if you get one on Amazon that sits on the nightstand that has multiple USB 
uh, slots, you can't use that. Um, so I was looking for a USB-A, like the traditional USB we think of, to USB-C cable. And I probably sat on Amazon just going through like 20, 30 minutes trying to find one that I knew was reputable um, because I'd have been very pissed if her phone were to get blown up by you know, some shitty knockoff cable. Or like a Taliban app. I mean, that'd be like terrible. <laughs> I have a USB A to USB C cable. It came with one of these uh, Jackery battery chargers. Uh, oh yeah. wow! It was the newest one because it has quick charge on it. Okay. So in order to charge it quick, it uses C, which is cool. But you can't have it. But if you order I one, well, if you order one, it'll come with it. <laughs> oh shit uh let's see google is possibly and now this is a rumor so you know there's that uh they might possibly maybe will release new camera app that can scan for information in photos yeah marinate on that for a sec while this loads, so I can tell you more about it. <laughs> so it it was it sounded like similar, uh, similar technology to uh, Google go- goggles. It's goggles, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I I looked it up even before we started the show. Like goggles is still out there; you can download it. So they haven't gotten rid of goggles yet. Mm. Um, but this is probably. You know, if this ends up being true, it's probably forecasting the end of uh, of goggles um, as a product. Like it, it was sort of a fun gimmick, but it really wasn't usable. So it makes sense to roll it into the camera app. You know, when the camera's already going to be open. What are mm-hmm. what are these Google Gogs? Those are kind of cool. Can can I get some of those? I don't know that those are real. Well, how could that not be real? Look at them. It's this thing called Photoshop? Nuh-uh. These are the scientific <laughs> marvel of the century, you guys. Impossible. Not fake. Nuh-uh. And it would, it's all, it'd also be interesting, too, like if it's sending back information to Google, which, I mean, I think we have to assume it is. It would um, have to. Yeah, like it's probably another another way to get your photo information if you're not using Google Photos. Because um, we know that Google Photos goes through and they have all those funny little algorithms that let you type in draft and then it pulls up every picture that might have a draft in it. Like it's within your photos. That like shit they, works pretty good, to... actually. I was like, show me Ew. pictures of weed. And it was like, here's all the pictures of weed that you've... Yeah, like, it, it works really well. Yeah. yeah, that app had Resin City, man. Um, but uh, actually, I, I I was impressed once. This was some time ago, actually. We I had was a, impressed once. Uh, just once. <laughs> but that, um, that, my friends, was a long time ago. <laughs> I, wow. All right. Well, anyway, what I was starting to say, um, we had a, a, a challenge on the smartphone photographers community, smartphone-photographers.com, moderator. Um, and um, the, the challenge was doors, taking pictures of doors. So just being a sarcastic weirdo that I am, 
I went to the local album store and I took a picture of the Doors album of um, oh um, what was that hotel Morrison Hotel. California? So I took the picture of the Morrison Hotel album cover by the Doors with the bump with the sticker right on it with the price tag, and I was shocked when I uploaded it to Google Plus that it actually identified it as an album cover, identified the album, and provided a link to the album where I could buy the album. Nice. It was like, you did not take this picture, you liar. Don't vote for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, up until I think three days before the end of the competition, it was winning, uh, which was the sad part. (laughs) I know. I need to get in on, on more of those. I just haven't had time lately. No. Uh, the one this week, by the way, is emotion. So if you can get your baby to do something cute Ooh. and grab it with the phone, there you go. Shoe in. Nice. And Eric, if you can get your wife to look at you with disappointed eyes, <laughs> you can show that. Well, <laughs> that shouldn't be. That's just the way her face looks, Joey. It's not <laughs> anything. <laughs> So rude. Why do you always well, look so disappointed? It's because she's seen them make it. Anyway. That's just how I look. Wow, dudes. Well, it's and been a good... And with charm like that, I'm divorced. Can you imagine? It's been a good uh, explicit... I can't imagine what her problem was, Joey. I can't imagine either. It's been a good explicit show, you guys. <laughs> How much Java in Android? How much is that worth? If you had to, if you had to quantify this with like a number, would you say like five Instagrams? Maybe two Instagrams? Maybe? Well, g- give it, give me a number, Eric. How many? How many? I mean, I, I'd say nine, pushing on ten Instagrams. Nine point three, maybe. I think you nailed it. Boom. That feels like the sweet spot for the uh, for the Android Javanus. Uh, it is um, – we talked about this last show. We didn't have a number for this, and now, now the whole idea of Android switching over to OpenJDK, it made sense before. Now there's 9.3 billion reasons why it definitely makes sense. <laughs> No so, kidding. Um, I was in favor of it before. Now I'm really in favor of it. Yeah, and I mean Google. I mean the Oracle. The last time they asked for like at the original trial, I want to say it was a billion dollars they asked for, which is a lot of money. But like to to increase their damages, like 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 the amount that they want, almost tenfold. That's crazy. Um, I'm guessing it has to do with the success of Android, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, like to me, like it, it looks, I don't know how, I don't know how a jury's going to feel about that. Um, you know, it's, it seems like they're just looking to, to milk Google for another payday or for a, for a very, very large payday. In all seriousness, is this something that Sun started or is this something that Oracle started? No, it was Oracle. Um, Oracle specifically, they um, they came at it because if you look 
if you look back at the original trial, there was a lot of there was a lot of evidence um, pointing that Sun was happy that Google was using Java. Um, there was like a blog post by the CEO of Sun, um, you know, welcoming Google. You know, thank you for using Java in your in your upcoming phone project. Um, I believe he even testified on behalf of Google, uh, the former CEO of Sun. Um, it's. I think that the problem came in that Oracle, they spent quite a bit of money on Java specifically, and you know because they they got Java and they got uh, I think Solaris or something. Um, I believe it was the Solaris like the the operating system. Oh, Sun. And, yeah, uh, it was used on the Spark stations. Yeah, that's Solaris. Yeah. Device. So they they just they didn't feel like they were getting their money's worth out of it because they couldn't you know maybe when they bought it they had it in mind that they you know that the whole relationship of java to these big projects like android would automatically mean that they get money from it um and that's where that's where the rub came from hmm. i mean here's the thing oracle is not the friendliest company out there to open source or to anything remotely involving giving anything away. Um, they and and this the the typical the, the the case in point for that. Sun was a major major player in the open office uh, office suite. That was an open source uh, attempt to clone essentially the functionality of Microsoft Office. And OpenOffice was extremely successful underneath Sun. Uh, they even had paid developers working on it that were on the Sun payroll that were literally just donating all of these hours of time and coding to an open source project that they knew would never see any kind of revenue. And they built in uh, some of the Java programming language because they had it in-house and they were able to work with it. Well, Oracle comes in and takes over Sun – and the, basically the first thing they did was completely halt all development internally on OpenOffice. They then later, months and months later, finally released it and transferred the intellectual property to a nonprofit to get it even out of their stream of influence. But by the time that had happened, the original development team had already left, gone to a different nonprofit, and refired the whole project underneath LibreOffice, which took the open source code, took the Java runtime environment that was invoked, and made it an even better product. And they said more or less, reading in between the lines, that the reason why they were doing this was they were unhappy with the way the new management was treating the product that they had put so much time and effort into. So this is not the first time that Oracle has been anti-open source or anti-giving anything away. So it strikes me as that Oracle is kind of like your traditional business that's conned into software, and and Sun was more like your group of hackers that just wanted everything to work. I I think that's probably a fair assessment from what I know um, about like I, I lived through the the open office LibreOffice thing because I was mm -hmm. using I was using both of them um, yeah I was using open office and then yeah like there was just such a there's such a negative backlash against Oracle um, at the time and I I jumped ship because I was following where these that development team was going 
Yep, I jumped um, ship too. I mean, even yeah. uh, Canonical switched uh, the Ubuntu default installer to Libra. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I will point out, though, that Oracle is still a business and Sun went out of business. So maybe there's a happy medium there. Um, <laughs> maybe Sun should have been better about their uh, intellectual property or at least, I don't, I don't know, like it, it seems like, it seems like there that things could have been done better, but they basically sold to Oracle, who is a giant bag of dicks, um, as has been evident from the past five, six, seven years. As evidence in Exhibit A, B, C, and most importantly, Exhibit D, Your Honor, D. <laughs> the, the 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 Exhibit D. Please refer to this bag, Exhibit D. Are they just trying to get paid because they're going? Like, cause they they're not doing well, so they're like, "This is our one shot. If we don't do this, we're done." Well, it could also be a uh, the shot across the bow that says, "Hey, if you're not if we're going after Google for nine point three billion, if you're writing our code in and you're a little podunk software developer in India, we're coming after you." And yeah, I. I think that they they want to see a return on their investment, and I can't imagine. I got to think that they didn't realize how much of a money hole um, Java is, because constant vulnerabilities that they have to patch. So how many developers are they are probably they, uh, just going just to patch probably vulnerabilities? probably just one. Probably just one. That's why there's so many problems. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Maybe you could take some of that $9.8 billion and hire a couple more programmers and fix all... They should probably just rewrite it at this point. Well, they, I'll go I ahead mean, and say since it. they bought... Since they purchased Java... I want to say they purchased Java at version 5. And... Oracle acquired Sun Microsystems in 2010. Okay. So while while I while I expound on this, Joey, you tell me what version of Java was out in 2010. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say six. <laughs> well, they um. So since then, there's been Java seven, uh, Java eight. Mm. Um, I and, remember that uh, one. Java nine, I think, is in the works. I don't. Yeah, it hasn't been released. It's not going to be released till 2017. So they've they've admittedly done a lot of you know iterations of Java in a relatively short period of time. Huh, uh, iterations Eric, of the language. Interesting. And why is that, Eric? <laughs> to make money? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, now speaking of which, now that is interesting because I I didn't know this because I'm just now looking this up. Java SE six was released uh, in on December 11th, 2006. They didn't release another version, Java SE7, until after the Oracle takeover. That's right. Okay, I'm, I'm starting to remember now. Yeah, it was yeah. six, and then they were... Yeah, it was on. five years. Uh, December 11th, 2006 to July 28th, 2011. So... Four and a half years between versions. I mean, that's a heck of a long freaking time 
to go without releasing a new version of your product. I don't care what product it is. Well, for a programming language, not not so much. Um, mm-hmm. I now the reason why they would want to release updates to the programming language would be like make it more efficient um, to add more. Oh, there's a thought with Java: make it efficient. Yeah, like to and, and there's two layers to that too. There's the there's the actual language side of things, but then there's also the Java virtual machine and like mm. when it when it compiles your code into um, bytecode, like making that process more efficient in the sense of speed but also size. Yep. So it it makes sense to me that they would want to iterate on it more quickly than mm. you know than probably is typical. Um, yeah, but four but, and a half years—that's a long time. I don't care who you are, or what your your update is. That's a long time to run with the same version. Um, by the way, they've released version eight uh, three years later, um, and that's in, in 2014, uh, March 18th, as a matter of fact, of 2014. So just over three years, uh, two years, excuse me. Um, and they haven't released anything since. And yeah. Oh boy, that was the first one that was officially n- not supporting of Windows XP. Hmm. Well, Joey, I would say like I I just I was trying to think of an example, so I pulled up Python. So Python Python came onto the scene in 1991. Hmm. They're currently on version three point five. So over 25 years, almost. They've they've only gone through like three major ver- like three like uh, numbered version changes like from one to two to three. Uh, granted, they've had like changes in between like three dot five, uh, you know, two dot five things like that. But I I think once you once you have once you have the language nailed down like the basics of it, um, it may not be in your best interest to change it too much because then you're forcing an entire like an entire history of people to go in and update their software unless you want to support like multiple um, code bases. Yeah. But the other comment that I would make in, in to counteract that, not that you're on, un- not that you're wrong because you're, you have, you have a very valid point. Um, but the other comment would be that this is a programming language that is almost exclusively used on web development which is a constantly changing, constantly churning environment that has to constantly evolve because of browser changes, web requirements, and all these other different things. So it just it, it, it would lead one to think that there might be more revving going on simply because of the fact that there's so much other chaotic change going on. Now, to be fair, by the way, we're not looking at the dot releases here. So the, you know, 6.1, 6.2, 6.3, whatever, you know, whatever. So it's entirely possible that there was a constant stream of revisions in here that are just not in this outlined list that I'm looking at. Yeah. And, and you can guarantee that there were, but most of those were probably security updates. More than likely. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about? You want to talk about the Steam crossover demos? Oh, I do, I do. Coming soon to Android. All right, you have four minutes. All right, I will talk really quickly. So, long story made very short. Uh, Code Weavers, which is the folks that produce um, uh, Crossover, formerly known as Crossover Office, 
um, which allows you to run Mac, uh, or excuse me, Windows software on a Mac or on a Linux box. Uh, and they have now ported their software in such a manner that they can run Windows software, apparently in a window, on an Android tablet. The What they chose to run for this demo was the launcher for the Steam environment, the implication being that you could run Steam on Android. However, they go so far as to say that there are two major caveats. One, they don't actually show them running any games. They just show them running the launcher, which the launcher is a very basic program and it doesn't really take a lot of resources. And two, they also state that this crossover office or crossover, excuse me, uh, software does not work on anything except an x86 processor. So in other words, this is not going to work on most of your mobile tablets and devices unless they are running a very new, very high performance, very expensive uh, x86 processor. So this is more of a, hey, look what we can do now that maybe in five years might have some real world applications than it is actual news. That's my two cents. Anyone else? Hmm. I mean, I, I think you're right. They're, Steam just does not have a client that runs on ARM processors. Um, so it's it's a neat proof of concept. I think that it it bolsters like it's more it's more to the benefit of the Remix OS team because it's showing that what they're doing is like that it maybe not that it's viable, but it, that it it's more it could be more than just you know, hey, look what I can do. Like, yeah. I put I put Android on my Chromebook. Like, that sort of thing. I put Android on um, my Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now it, that would be an interesting trick. It, it very, like, it's it's maybe a half step past that, what Matt just said about the Nintendo. Um, I, I don't... It's, I don't know why you would do it. It's Flappy <laughs> I mean, Bird on the Apple Watch or whatever that was, remember? What's that? It's it's Flappy Bird on the I, uh, Apple Watch. Or remember whatever that kid hacked oh, to make yeah, it yeah, work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's that. It's like, okay, you did it once. You'll never use it. It's cool that you did it, but... It's kind of a proof of concept more than anything. Sure. Yeah. Now the Code Weavers team; these are the same people that, like, they release uh, crossover, um, which it's it's paid it's paid software um, for Linux that allows you to run certain Windows apps, a lot of games too, mm-hmm. um, that normally don't have a Linux client on Linux. Um, so I do find that interesting that a a company that has been successful in the Linux open source space while at the same time charging money for what they do. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of rare. Like, I'm, I think you could argue that Android falls in that space too because it's open source and everything like that, But um, and it makes money. But these, these people are making software for Linux that for a price and people are paying for it. So the fact that they're even looking at this, it does pique my interest. Well, what's what's interesting? I mean, I, I'm an open source guy uh, in terms of being a proponent of it. I think it's a good thing for everyone, and I think that eventually we we will probably get to a point where there will be a viable 
open source alternative to the desktop that has the capabilities that most people use. As a matter of fact, you could make a very strong case for the fact that we're already there because we do so much in web browsers that it never has to touch the hardware of the machine directly. And that's a very valid argument. Um, the simple fact of the matter is that at this time, this is one of those, okay, I've got a spare PC, so I installed, um, <laughs> so I've got a spare PC, so I installed Android for PCs on it. Then I ran an emulator that allowed me to run PC games on my Android PC. So why don't you just install freaking Windows already and be done with it, and you would be, you know, right there. It, 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 it's one of those things where only hackers care about this, and even a small subset of hackers don't even care about it. And, yes, I apologize for you all seeing my kitty taking a bath. <sighs> really, Moosh, on TV? Seriously? Hey, if you want to play video games, get a PS4, okay? There, I said it. Or a PC. Why? And then you got a dick with video cards. You got it. You know, I used to like doing that. There was a time when I was young and had life, and I actually liked doing things like that. That time has long come and gone. Now he's a father. Place. He's got things to think about. Good point. I'm Daddy not even that. I just like don't have time. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, you guys ever heard about React OS? Negative, Ghost Rider. What is that? React OS is a project that I check in with every once in a great while. Um, but the original spin was a open source <laughs> spin. Uh, the or- <laughs> the original the original spin uh, of it was that it was going to be a uh, it was going to be a open sourced package by package rewrite that was completely compatible with Windows XP APIs. Huh? What? You were going to be able to run any program that could run in Windows XP under React OS with no loss in functionality and no loss of uh, and and no loss of performance and it would be a native installed operating system that was using a Linux kernel and then custom API stacked on top of it they're at 0.4 alpha <laughs> on their version and they've been at it for years <laughs> So evidently that's a lot more difficult than one might think. Doesn't really surprise me. But the idea, the concept is awesome. The concept of getting sued by Microsoft? No, they're they're um they are completely they're not violating any Microsoft patents or trademarks. Or um, or anything of that nature. They're just writing their own. Well, to, to to bring it back, to bring it back real quickly before we close up, that was Google's argument, and uh, they lost in court. So, good that point. Could be the problem. Yeah. Good point. 
but I'm not a lawyer. What the what the hell do I know? Hmm? Eric, what's our email address? Do you know that? You don't have to be well, a lawyer. I do know. You don't have to be a lawyer to know that. No, you don't, Matt. You don't have to pass the bar to send us an email at show at attackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> oh, also, you 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 definitely want to join in the the chat room and check us out live attackoftheandroids.com slash live every week. Uh, well, not every week, but most weeks we try to. So weeks, weeks, most yeah. weeks. But we're pretty accessible. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that shit. So check it out. Uh, and subscribe in iTunes and Stitcher. We're on there. So uh, direct any hate mail back to Eric. He'll forward it to Joey. And we'll, uh, we'll get it read right out. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And have a great night. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.